this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad you guys decided to join with me this week. I'm really excited and thrilled to be able to be with you guys today. And yes, it is crazy weather outside here in Alabama, but you know what? We're just glad we have weather, right? <laughs> we could we could be dead and not alive, so I'm thankful to be alive and, and well. So I hope you guys are doing great, by the way. I hope you guys had a great Christmas, a great New Year. Here we are in January, beginning to really just start a new a new year. You know, it's it's interesting and funny when you think about 2022 already coming and going, and, and now it's over with, and now we're in another year, you know? And so this year, let's start the new year off right. Let's begin to really find ourselves being more mindful, being more aware of our our lives, going through our day-to-day area and beginning to really absorb what it is we need to absorb. So today I want to talk to you guys about basically just that, and that is how to begin to have a good year. How to begin to have a good year in 2023. So one of the things that, that has helped me throughout the years is learning to sit back and enjoy the now moment. Now, many of you have heard in Christianity, spirituality, I mean, just, you know, different religions. You've heard, you know, people from all over, you know, getting to this place of like, hey, be more mindful, live now, live in the present moment. And it's so true because if you study the Aramaic language, you'll find out that Jesus's points to most everything he said related to being in this now moment. I mean, he even said something to the effect of, take no thought for tomorrow, for let tomorrow take care of itself. In other words, who cares what happens tomorrow, right? It doesn't mean that we can't think about it, but don't worry about it, right? It doesn't mean we can't have great expectation for tomorrow. It just means basically don't find yourself idolizing you know, tomorrow from a worrying point of view and fearful point of view. Oh my God, what's going to happen? How's it going to turn out, right? And there's a lot of other points when you think of the present now reality. So one of the things I like to encourage people in is learn to train yourself to live in this moment. And here's some great ideas that would help you guys out as it helped me out. And that is this. Number one, living in the now moment, the now reality, means stop thinking about what you're going to say when other people are talking to you. Can I get an amen? Because that's pretty much every one of us. Every one of us tends to be thinking about how to answer somebody even as we're listening to them. Which means the truth is we're really not listening to them. We're not showing them the divine respect that they deserve to be listening, be present, and to have an ear to hear. And even the Bible says many times, you know, having an ear to hear, an eye to see. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Think about it. Why would that even be recorded in the Bible? Because God knows that even time, every time we, let's say, we read the Bible or we're contemplating on some type of principle or something God said to us, we're still thinking about dinner or children or household or what time do I get off work or whatever the case may be or my shoes untied, right? Or do what I have on matches today, right? I mean, you know, we can think of crazy things. We have to begin to let that go. 
Letting that go means stop always feeling as if you've got to have an answer for something that is being said to you. Or if you're reading something, focus on that. Learn to give your reading, your book, respect. Learn to give people respect again. Learn to give yourself respect again. Because when you begin to um, think about things that to say to someone when they're talking, you're disrespecting them. You're not living in the now moment. You're not actually hearing them. You think you are, but here's the key thing. You can hear with your ear, but you're not going to absorb it with your inner ear, right? He who has an ear, let him hear. That doesn't mean a natural ear. If so, Jesus would pretty much have had brought forth the idea of, hey, by the way, some of you are deaf. You won't hear what I'm saying, but some of you who do, hey, you hear what I'm saying, right? No, what he's saying is having that inner ear, that spirit man that's truly paying attention, that soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, putting it all into action to say, I want to feel what you're saying. I want to know what you're saying. I want to absorb what you're saying because I want to be present to respect you and respect your words and respect your thoughts that you thought of the conversation to even have with me. There's a lot of disrespecting going on today, disrespecting in politics, disrespecting you know, ministries, you know. I mean, I've had people before, like, almost threaten me. Don't talk to me that way. And you're thinking, what on earth did I, what did I say? What's going on, you know? Or you've had people who say, you know, uh, well, you didn't give me a full prophetic word of what, what, what I needed to hear on the subject. I'm like, all I can do is say what God says. Take it up with God, you know? I mean, you know, and so there, you get these people sometimes that tend to be a little bit over the edge, tend to be a little bit more of that, you know, aggressiveness. And you want somebody to say, we've got to show gratitude and respect and honor that we're getting something. Hey, something is better than nothing, right? I mean, come on. You know, I always let people know God will say to you what God wants to say to you. You don't control God. You don't own God. And you can't say, God, is that all you're going to give me? You, you might as well just look at God in the face and just slap him as hard as you can because you're disrespecting him without giving them the honor to say, Lord, I'm just glad you're talking to me. I'm just glad that you're sharing, sharing with me one sentence. You, you don't even have to do that. But you will yourself, God, to do that with your children. And so, you know, it's disrespecting people and disrespecting even a book that you're reading. You know, I look at a book as being life, alive, I should say. And that is, if I'm thinking of something else while I'm reading, uh, you know, the words on the, in that book, I'm disrespecting the author who took the time to come forth with a brilliant imagination to write this, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, to write this, and here I am reading it, and yet, guess what? I'm disrespecting the author, I'm disrespecting the book, and I'm disrespecting myself by not absorbing everything that's being said to me in that book. So, first rule of thumb, learn to live in the present and now reality. Stop disrespecting everyone and everything and disrespecting even yourself. When you don't live in the now moment and you're constantly allowing your mind to think this and think this and think this, you are dishonoring yourself. You're disrespecting and dishonoring yourself by not living in the now moment to think about what you're thinking about and focusing on that and giving gratitude that my mind is able to actually think that I can actually use a, my brain that really God did not have to give me. A brain that can put two and two together. A brain that can say, hey, four times four, guess what, is 16, right? I mean, you know, a, a mind that can calculate, a mind that can uh, ponder, a mind that can shift you know, from one subject to the, to the next. What a brilliant, amazing, miraculous thing that God has given us in this, on this planet with inside of our head. I mean, that's enough to give God thanks and, and gratitude. So, number one, live in the now moment. Stop disrespecting your life. 
How's that? God, you, authors, you know, people, things, stop disrespecting everything around you. And a lot of times people don't realize that we reap what we sow. A lot of times I've had other people come to me and say, I don't know why, but I feel like no one pays attention to me. No one helps me. No one wants to do this. And I always say, well, you have to remember that this life is not about if God likes you or dislikes you. It's not about God saying, I want to bless you now, tomorrow I don't want to bless you. And I've heard people beg God, please God, please God, please God, please do this for me. Please God, do this for me. Why won't you show up? Why won't you heal me? Why don't you? And we have to remember that it's not that, you know, uh, that's, that's a very demented way to look at God is to find where you're begging God as if God is sitting there thinking, ah, I don't feel like healing you. I don't feel like loving on you today. Ah, you know what? Ah, I'm not in a good mood to do that to you. Okay, well then I, lo- I will love you. You think God has moved on by us begging? No. He even says in his word that he, you know, uh, that he'll never see the will never see the righteous forsaking or his seed begging for bread. Because God doesn't like begging because it shows him to be a, a, a twisted, demented God. What God likes is coming before his throne boldly and asking what you will. And if asking what we what we will is part of the plan and the will of God, because he knows what's better for us and what's healthier for us, what's safety, what's safer for us, then God then God wills that. But you have to also always consider the number one universal law among anything is we reap what we sow. So a lot of times in our lives we can go through something or situation where we don't realize why is this happening to me. Why? And sometimes God's like Look, it's not the fact that I'm showing you that I hate you or love you or I'm or I'm moody today. It's the fact that my hands are tied because I have already willed my word to work the word, which means that you're going to reap what you sow. I mean, think about it. You know, when, when, when I mention things about other religions, people cringe. They're like, oh, but I'm Christian. Don't say that, Jeremy. Well, let me tell you something. There's a lot of great principles all over the planet. I mean, there are, there are principles. Now, I'm, once again, I'm not always for this. But there are people who are atheists who has given dynamic principles on business. Do I just throw it out and say everything that comes out of your mouth is evil and wicked and horrible? No. Because I'm mature enough as a Christian to say, no, you know what? There are principles that come out of people's mouths and it's not about what they worship or what they're doing. It's about the wisdom that they're speaking forth through other things, maybe the things that are successful for them. Right? And so... We have to begin to contemplate on things like that. And when you think about principles, we have to remember there are Buddhist principles that are powerful. I mean, come on. Buddhist principles talk about silencing the mind and being still. And isn't that what the Bible says too? And so we have to begin to take in consideration that this world is full of wisdom and knowledge and principles of people's, that people come out, you know, out of their mouths. And a lot of times, if you think about it, God, the Bible says God raises up, you know, kings and, and exalts him and brings them down. God used, I've said it before, before, I'll say it again. God used Winston Churchill. He was not a, he was not a huge godly man. He was rough and tough and sort of mean, mean t- at times. But he used him during the time of Hitler. So you have to think about the fact that you know God spoke through a donkey. Was that donkey saved, unsaved, mean or good or bad? No. He was just an animal of God. It's God's creation. God chooses to speak through who God chooses to speak through. And he really, he really bypasses their belief. <laughs> Obviously, we can see that very plainly all through the Bible. 
Evil kings had sometimes did some good things that God had them in store to do. So we have to get off this good, you know, slash bad, and if you're good, I listen to you. If you're bad, I'm not listening to you. Because that's that's childishness. You know, that's being tossed to and fro by everyone of doctrine. Growing up into maturity says, you know, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and everything in it, as the Bible says. And so what that means is listen to what God is speaking to and through for you. And so when you think about being still, awakening to the now reality, these are things that are so biblical. These are things that are just human. These are things that God has initiated in humanity to say, these things will work for you if you be still and know that I'm God. If you're quiet enough, if you've silenced your mind, think of this way. Do, because, because the Bible says God gives us sweet sleep, do we know that that, do we think that Christians are the only ones that sleep and that everyone else stays awake? Is, is, so that means, is sleeping a Christian thing? No, it's a humanity thing. <laughs> if we don't sleep, we die. And, and really, God doesn't care if you're a Christian or an atheist when it deals with, if you stay up you know, for, for weeks and you don't sleep, you will die, right? And because God is no respecter of persons, and He knows that it rains upon the just and the unjust. So this, these things work for everybody. You know, God, gravity doesn't look at you, and gravity doesn't say, oh, you're a Christian, well, I'll, I'll make sure you won't, you won't hit your head too hard. I'll make sure you, you don't die from it. Gravity says, I don't care what you are. I really don't care what you believe either. God set me in motion, and I do my job. And if you don't like it, take it up with God. That's pretty much what gravity says. Those are universal principles say to us, right? It alludes us to the fact of, I just do my job. <laughs> right? I'm not here to be influenced. I'm not here to, to care about you or to, or to know what you believe. I just do my job, what God has sent me to do. And that's what gravity says. That's what universal principles say. So with that said, we have to know in this year, if we want to begin to live in harmony, live in peace, we need to, number one, we need to what? Don't disrespect ourselves and dishonor ourselves. Listen to principles of what is coming to you. You'll never know what can truly bless you when you learn to have an ear to hear and hear whatever is sent on your path of life, right? I've learned if it's on my path in life, I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to say, oh, I can't listen to you. No, if you're on my path, you come my way and you interrupt my path of life, I'm going to listen to you because it might be a huge gold nugget God wants me to hear in that, right? Just like the donkey said, you know, when, when the man was, was, was hitting him hard, beating him, you know, it's like, hey, you better listen up to God's creation. And that donkey proves to us that God speaks through creation. And once again, the donkey wasn't godly. God, God didn't care what the donkey was, right? God just said, this is my creation. And creation moans and groans, travails, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. God God's creation waits on you to pay attention, to manifest God's, uh, God's presence, and to listen to what God wants to say to you as you speak forth the oracles of God and speak forth what God wants you to say to your world, to your life, right? And so learn to be still. Learn to understand that there are people who are not like you this year. Here's another point I want to bring to you, and that is what? Number two, learn to not let things bother you as much as they did. If you want to have a good year, don't let, don't take everything to heart. There are people who will not like you, and unfortunately, you will never win them over. Unfortunately, you can beg and plead, you can be nice to them, you can buy them flowers. Some people just won't like you because they just don't like you, and that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to not be liked. Now, does it bother us because we want people to like us? Sure. And let's just face it, anyone who says, I don't care what people think about me, you're lying. You do care. We all truly care what people think about us, right? But let's just be real about it. But it's how we handle it. 
is where we can either say, I don't care, or I do care, do care. Because it's how we deal with it. You know, when somebody doesn't like you, it's okay to say, hey, you know what? It's no problem that this person doesn't like me. If I know my heart hasn't condemned me, and if I haven't cut them down or gossiped about them or called them some bad word or whatever, you know, that I need to apologize for, then if that is not the case, I've been nothing but truly nice and my heart is not condemning me for anything I've said or done, then you know what? It's okay. Bless them and let them go. We have to learn in 2023 not to take conversations so seriously when it deals with someone who says they don't like us or who criticizes us or puts us down. Number one, what I do in that situation is I listen. I pay attention, first of all, to say, you know what, did I really do what they said I did? And if I did, let me own it. If I didn't, then let me search my heart. And if not, if nothing's found there, it's okay to say, hey, you know what, no problem, no biggie. I've learned in my life, you don't owe people sometimes an explanation for things that you know maybe didn't happen just because they perceive it as certain way doesn't mean you actually owe that oh oh hours and hours and days and weeks and weeks explaining yourself because the truth is if somebody truly loves you and knows your heart they'll know your your attitude they'll know how you say it how you what, what you meant by it they'll know that if they don't maybe they don't know you as well as you thought they did right and sometimes you just gotta learn to bless people and move on the bible you know uh, jesus told his disciples if they don't receive you hey just you know dust your feet off and move on he didn't say i want you to go in there i want you to cuss them out i want you to tell them all going to burn in hell forever. I want you to go in there and just chew, chew them out and say, you 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 know, reprobate minds, you horrible, rotten people. No. He said, look, don't worry about talking back to them. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't feel as if you owe it to them to tell them like it is. You don't. It's like I always say in politics. If you don't like Democrats, then guess what? Then don't be one. Just shut your mouth. Don't say anything. If you don't like Republicans, just shut your mouth. Don't say anything. You don't have to argue back to them. You don't have to say how bad they are. You're evil. You're good. You're godly. You're not godly. Who cares? We work out our own salvation, fear and trembling. I'm here. To, I'm here to be a light to people, not to argue with people. I'm here to be a blessing to people, not to not to disprove how bad you're wrong. You know, the truth is, there's wrongs in both sides of politics. There's wrongs and there's rights in both, right? And no matter how much you've convinced yourself otherwise, I'm sorry, but if you think about it, there is wrong in everything and wrong in all of us, including myself. And there's good in all of us, including myself. So you have to be able to leverage things out to say, it's okay. It's okay. I don't have to argue. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to find out why you don't like me. If my heart doesn't condemn me and I can search my heart daily to know how I said something to you is, is it was, was loving. And if I didn't, hey, I'll apologize. You know, if I, if, it, if you took that the wrong way, I'm so sorry. Let me, you know, let me tell you what I meant by that. But the truth is, if people truly know your heart, you know what? They're going to know how you meant it anyway, right? And so don't always feel like you, you have to go and gather yourself that people have, sp- have scattered you out like seed. You, you don't have to go and gather yourself. You keep yourself whole. You keep yourself intact. Now, another thing I want you to understand is this. Why aren't people helping me? Why, you know, I did this for so-and-so. Why isn't she helping me? You know, uh, this is number three, by the way. Number four, why isn't he helping me? You know, look what I did for him and his house. And, and now I need help and none of them are helping me. Guess what? People will only give what they, what they can give. People will only give what they know in that moment. I love Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou is a great, great, wonderful woman. And she has a lot of poetry and a lot of different things. She was an actress. Great woman. But one thing she said that is so powerful. When you know better, you do better. When you know better, you do better. And when people know better, they'll pretty much step up and do what's right. 
But when they don't know something, you can't condemn them for not knowing. Well, Jeremy, they should know to help people out. They should know to help me. Well, did you ask them that you needed help? If you did, well, they should just know that. No, 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 no. You can't expect people just to know and read your mind. Well, it's just that people should just know that because they see me struggling. Well, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe they should know that. But if, but maybe they're just not paying attention. Maybe they're not looking hard enough. Like maybe sometimes we don't do with other people, right? Goes back to that number one thing of disrespecting people, disrespecting things. Maybe, maybe things we didn't hear that other people said. Hey, did you even hear what I said last week? Uh, I, I think a little bit, right? Well, guess what? Maybe that's coming back on us. Well, they should know. Well, nope. If they, you can't, you can't say that about people. What they should or should not know. You don't know them, right? And so we have to we have to look and say what I'm as responsible for is what what I know and did I listen to what other people are saying did I respond properly to other people's conversations right and so through that we have to begin to really take it to heart to say you know what it's okay you know okay so I need help first of all a did I truly not hint around the bush not why didn't they read my mind did I reach out lovingly and say something like, hey, you know what? I've got this going on right now. Do you mind helping me? And just let me know maybe when is a good time for you, if you can. If they flat out say, I am not helping you. I don't have time for you. Then guess what? They're never a friend to begin with, right? I mean, you know, you should have known bad. You should have known better than that, right? But if not, then if they say, well, I can help you Tuesday. You know, I can't this week. I can help you Tuesday. Then just remember that they can help you Tuesday. Don't complain to say, God, I needed help earlier. Well, you know, we have to once again respect people to say, well, you know what? If they say they're not available to them, I got to respect that. My job is not to control you. And just because I was there for you quicker than you were there for me quicker. Hey, that's none of my business. What other people think about you is none of your business. Oh, she hates me. I just, you know, well, that's none of your business. If somebody is talking about you to themselves or they're like, you know, just can't stand you, you know what? It shouldn't affect me because what somebody thinks is truly none of my business. What they, what they want to say to me, what they think about, that's none of my business, right? If you're not in my life walking on my path to where it literally disrupts me and bothers me and is said directly or done directly to me, then you know what? It's none of my business. Right? So if you want a better year, focus on the present now reality. Live in that reality. Concentrate on what's being said and done. Focus on what you're doing at that moment. Make every moment count. Feel as if every moment the great I am who is God is in that now moment. And he wants you to rest and be still and know. Know what? Know what you need to know in that now moment and know that He is God. And you begin to learn to focus on your own salvation, working out things that you know within your own life you should work out. And then as you do that, you'll become a better, stronger, more loving, graceful person towards yourself and towards others. And then let go of other people's opinions. And let go of other people's what they should or should not do. That'll take you down to the grave, let me tell you. That will take you to the grave. If I had to worry about every day what this client thought, what this customer's thinking, what my mother thought this hour, what my sister said, what my part, what my spouse said, what my kids say, what my husband says, what my wife said. If I had to worry about all that stuff, you know what? I'd be a basket case. I, I, there's no way I could even have peace. But you know what I've learned? is they can think what they want to. If I'm living the light 
and I'm truly living uh, with love and grace and compassion, then most people that are in my life are going to respond to me that way. If they're not, maybe I'm not being too nice to them as I thought I was, right? And it's okay. Because I've learned to focus on what it is I need to respond with people's conversations and whatever they think, that's their problem and their business, I should say, not mine. My job is to love them. My job is to be the light. And if they don't like me, it's okay. It's perfectly okay. I must have not been made for you to be in your life right now or anymore and vice versa. And it's not about, once again, it's not about, you know, well, they're on this path and they'd mess my life up. You know what? You would mess your life up too. No matter how great, holy, and wonderful you think you are, guess what? If we're in somebody's life for the wrong reason, no matter if we're praying and fasting and loving and full of grace, if we're in their life and God has said, said hey, you're on an you know, expiration date here, guess what? I don't care how great and wonderful you are, you will still mess their life up somehow because when something is not the way that it needs to be with relationships in the in the will of God within the timing guess what both parties now will mess each other up so know your dates know your time frame your timeline and move in that flow like a river in that and you'll be fine and when you do you'll begin to realize my job is just to love show grace live in the now moment and focus on what I should be doing in my life, but also working out my own salvation with fear and trembling, and also learning to let people go of their thoughts and opinions and learn to love them just as they are. And if I can't love them just how they are, then I need to let them go because I'm going to hurt them. Because I'm expecting something for them to be that truly they cannot be at that moment. And if they can't be there at that moment, maybe it's not their time to be that. Maybe it's never that time for them to be that which, you, which you're per- perceiving or as, as the persona they need to be. Maybe it's never in their life. So it's okay to let go. It's okay to rejoice and to just be and to let other people be and to move in that being. And as you do, this year will be magnificent. It'll flow a lot better for you. So I hope this podcast was a blessing to each one of you. You guys are so amazing. You really are. And God is so amazing. And we want to be able to always give gratitude, live the now moment, and just thank God for everything that's happening. When we deal with law of attraction, we want to attract things into our world that we know we are displaying ourselves, that we are living out ourselves, that we're giving out to other people. If we give out the same thing of love and compassion and grace and money and, and positive energy and, and hugs and kisses or whatever it is, you know, we're giving out. Guess what? You're destined to attract more of that into your life. So if things are coming to your life and it's just bad, 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 bad. The best thing to do is don't condemn yourself by far. Just check your heart and just say, God, is there anything this year that I can do that maybe would sort of shift this attraction that I'm getting and maybe, you know, maybe to to reveal to me what I need to do because I really want to improve myself. And I want to be the best version of me that you've created me to be, God. And I want to live in harmony and in peace with people and unity because you've called us. You prayed, let them be one as we're one. You know, Jesus, you prayed that. So help me to be a better person this season and to respect and honor people and live in the now moment and respect my time as well as I respect myself and other people. So let this be a powerful uh, lesson learned this season and lesson that we are both all learning in 2023. By the way, thank you again as always for joining this podcast. I hope it's a blessing to you. And as I always say, if you don't like your day, change the way you're thinking and I guarantee you your day, much less the rest of your life, will change. God bless. 
This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.